with you, 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 always with you. Welcome to With You, a podcast meant to share the stories of women across the rugby community, to highlight our connections and our growth, and to delight in a good belly laugh whenever we can. I'm Suze, my pronouns are she, her, and I'll be your host. What's up, y'all? Thank you for returning. It's so great. It's so great to be here. Also, if it's your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been really wonderful how much interest I've already received from people wanting to come on the show. That's so cool. Also, shout out to my great, awesome, amazing, beautiful, wonderful friends for being so supportive and for spreading the word. Specifically, Allie and Lauren, y'all have already got me nine people that want to come on here. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? I started last week. (laughs) Just kidding. I got this. If you already filled out the Google form, thank you so much. Please be patient with me while I work out all the details. I am fully winging this. It's the kind of person that I am. I love me. It's great. But also comes with a steep, steep learning curve. And I am climbing it. So we'll be in touch soon. In other news, the website is up and running. It is simple and to the point. And I hope you guys enjoy the design. Basically, it's just a contact page and about me where you can find a Google form in case you want to come on the show. And that's just going to filter things down so I know what you want to talk about. Um, And it also includes transcripts from each episode in case you prefer to read for anyone who may be hearing impaired. And also because it's just like resources are great. Accessibility is a wonderful thing. In case you missed the URL, that's www.withyoupodcast.co. And I guess I should get around to introducing the very first episode, the premiere, if you will, of With You. This one's a fun conversation with one of my very best friends and a college teammate, Maria. We banter a little. I mean, forgive me, but we banter. And I... Also forget to always introduce the people we're talking about. We're pretty good at the beginning, but about halfway through, we just throw some names around. Maria's pronouns are she, her. Also forgot that. And in reference to those people that we don't necessarily introduce, Lance was our coach and Ashley is a mutual friend and teammate. I also want to make you aware that this episode includes a discussion on body shame and body image that could be triggering for some listeners. Definitely want to make sure we're able to take care of ourselves through this. Listen all the way to the end for one glory moment and one funny one. It's pretty good. I hope you guys laugh. You're going to hear me laughing. Believe it is real. Without further ado, let's go. Hi. Hey. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being my very first, my very first guest. I guess you get that um, just by proxy since you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to join you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's just jump right into it. We might as well. Tell me, how did you find rugby? Um, well, I've always played a bunch of sports and 
uh, you know, when I went to college, I wasn't able to play anything because of my classes. And, mm -hmm. you know, frankly, I wasn't good enough. Um, so I really wanted to find something to meet some friends and a couple of my friends had joined and my boyfriend at the time had a roommate whose girlfriend was the president of the club. Um, so with enough nagging, she finally got me to come out. <laughs> Fun. So you, you started in college. Um, yeah, it was your sophomore year, right? Yeah. Yep. So what, what? Like, what was it like your freshman year of college not having a sport to play? Um, I really missed it. So it, it actually, so I played soccer, basketball, tennis, track. I mean, I, I kind of did everything growing up. And then I moved to Maryland when I was 15 and I missed tryouts for all the mm. sports. So it was like 11th grade and 12th grade. And then my se or freshman year of college, I didn't play sports at all. Mm -hmm. And I was just really missing it and really missing the camaraderie and kind of the built-in friendships that come with it. Yeah, I think that's one of the really cool things about walking onto a rugby field is you're just immediately surrounded by people that are very friendly. Yeah. Really, really yeah, friendly. Sure. So the president, the president of the time is like one of our mutual friends, Leslie, and she has, she's just quite, she has a strong personality, but I think in a really <laughs> wonderful way that is all all of herself. And what was your like first impression of her? Oh, that she's crazy. <laughs> but like <laughs> like you said, in the best way though. I mean, she's just um she's somebody who knows what she wants and she goes and gets it, but also when she sees the potential in other people, she really pushes them. So mm. in just seeing me wanting to do something like that, play a sport again. She was just mm -hmm. like, why don't you come out for rugby? Why don't you come out for rugby? And I was like, because I'm going to get hurt. It's crazy. Um, and then she finally convinced me to come out. <laughs> yeah. So she really worked on you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it probably took like a whole semester. Wow. For, yeah. Cool. That's cool. So when you finally went to practice, what was it like? Like, I obviously know where we were practicing at that time and stuff and like a coach, but just give me your general overview so we can share that with, with everybody else. Well, I was really nervous when I first went and I was like, you know, I'm a very competitive person. So I didn't want, I wanted to be good. I didn't want to go there and be the worst person on the team. I was nervous about that. I kind of mm -hmm. felt like I wanted to prove myself. And I remember at my very first practice, the coach was like, Leslie, teach Maria how to tackle. And she just laid me out and <laughs> I popped up laughing and they were like, OK, OK, she can stay. <laughs> cool. So you actually were tackled by Leslie, <laughs> by your <laughs> like your unofficial vet. And your yes, practice. exactly. Yeah. Did she tackle you before she taught you how to tackle. Yeah, I mean, they she just straight up tackled me. And it was it was <laughs> it was you know, I was like standing there not expecting it at all. And she just laid me out. Like, wow. But, but honestly, I think it was the best thing because it got my jitters out. I was like, Oh, okay, like, that's what it's like to be tackled. It, it doesn't hurt that bad. It's, you know, obviously, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't great because I didn't try to avoid it. But sure. <laughs> but sure. I was like, Oh, I can play this sport. Okay. That's cool. It was just like they dumped you in the pool, you know, like you just got pushed in the pool and then you were like, cool, this is good. I like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you came up laughing too. Cause I, 
I have so many memories of like laughing on the rugby field at different things. Sometimes laughing just at myself for doing something dumb, but also out of just, like pure enjoyment. Oh yeah. Like the way the brain chemicals hit you. I think that's so cool. Wow. It's like the endorphins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, those like endorphins kept me going. So strong for a lot of games I know my first few like I got an unofficial vet to Danielle who was a prop and you know you show up and you're strong and you're tall and you're a bigger girl and you're in the pack right and that's that was how I I don't know that's just how plus when you don't know what you're doing they just put you in the pack and then tell you what to do so like I remember Danielle just immediately taking me under her wing and and telling me things and teaching me things and it was it was cool to have a connection with someone like that and we well, and it's great because when you don't know the game like that having you know 14 other people yell at you it's really hard and really confusing but if you mm-hmm. have one person who kind of takes that lead and becomes that person for you it just makes it that much better yeah it makes it so much better you build trust and like rapport with someone right away and yeah and you have you also have the admiration for them too because they're oh excuse me I just burped (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's in the recording that's cute apples always make me burp that's weird okay anyway I'm just saying like Leslie was the president of the club so she already came with some sort of like rapport but I think she she is still was very accessible to you and Danielle was the same way she was two or three years older than me like she had been in college I didn't know what it was like to be at college at the time I was just figuring stuff out oh yeah because you started as a freshman right yeah I started my very first season or my very first semester excuse me okay yeah I um had a friend from high school that joined that went to a different college and went to uh went to practice and was telling me about it like on probably on AIM because we had instant messenger (laughs) like that back then right we would be on it all the time you're giving and, away our age. <laughs> shush. I don't care. I'm I'm old. I'm not old. I'm young. I'm in between. But uh, <laughs> I just thought it was cool. I had never even heard of rugby before. I didn't even know yeah. what it was. Yeah, I think the first time I heard about it, actually, my um, I had a neighbor down the street who played. And mm-hmm. that was like, and I was like, oh, you played rugby? Cool. I don't really know what that is. Um, like growing up, a neighbor down the street? Yeah, like when we moved to Maryland. So um, again, like 11th, 12th grade was probably cool. the first time I ever heard about it. Yeah, but I like didn't put, I never really thought about it because I was like, oh, that's not in America. That's not something we play here. Uh-huh. Um, and I just kind of equated it to football. Yeah, I really didn't know. And my first practice was cool. I It was raining because, you know, it rains in Maryland like all the time. <laughs> and we were down on that little field below campus. I walked down there and and one of the first drills they had us do the field was just muddy like washed out as it was at varying times during our practices it was not uncommon to come home from practice covered in mud but mm-hmm. they taught us how to fall in my very first practice oh yeah they had the whole group like we were all lined up spaced out a little bit and just taught us how to fall like hit your knees to one side knees yeah. hip shoulders and we practiced it like over and over again and the little boy and me loved it honestly because I was always in the dirt growing <laughs> up I was always outside in creeks playing with the boys and it just I don't know I 
I like that. I love how rough it was. What? Okay. What was your first rugby game like? Huh? So I had no idea what was going on. Um, I think I had gone to two practices before my first game and you know, I mean, we went to school together, like UMBC, Mm -hmm. we never had numbers. So I think there was maybe, you know, any, any given game day between 12 and 16 people would show up. Um, so you were playing first game, first practice doesn't matter. Like you're playing. So Mm -hmm. all I remember is somebody told me, if you hear hit the deck, just drop to the ground. Um, you know, don't get offended, just do it. (laughs) And so at one point in the game, I heard hit the deck and I just dropped so fast. And at the end of the game, people were like, you did so good. Like you listened, you listened. And I was like, (laughs) wow, they're they're really giving me a lot of credit for falling on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. But also it's so necessary. It's the same thing we were talking about, like having vets to show you around I was always being command, like commanded around on the field to like hit that, like tackle her, <laughs> um, mostly like from from Danielle because she knew what was going on, and I I didn't have any idea, and uh, like I guess well, that I, I was think... a pack play. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think when when you first join a sport like rugby that you've never played before, or at least for me, you're looking at things very small picture. You're very like what am I going to do in this moment? Whereas when you mm-hmm. have those players like Danielle and Leslie who have been playing for a while, they see big picture. So they're so much yeah. better at directing. And, and when you're brand new, you just have to listen. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Totally. So I think we share this because my very first game, I played eight man and you okay. did as well, right? I did too. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. I think. <laughs> you think what I remember. Yeah, it's kind of hard to remember so far back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I thought that was so cool. It was so cool to just be back there, and and then quickly after that, they taught me how to lock, and then I never got out of the tight five again. But do you do you remember ever like having the ball or running with the ball in those? Maybe not just your first game, like the first few games. That you got to play? You know, I don't remember. I don't really remember much in the beginning because I only played a couple games before I broke my ankle. Um, oh, yeah. And so in, in like the time before the breaking of the ankle is like very blurry to me. Sure. Um, but sure. even in like my first year of playing, I don't think I touched the ball all that much. I was very like inconfident in the beginning. Yeah. Same. It took a while for me to like feel like I knew what I was doing enough to actually take the ball and run. Yeah. Same. I also didn't understand like the same with the big picture stuff. I didn't understand always when I could grab the ball. Oh yeah. I I remember like getting in trouble for grabbing it out of the ruck and then I just stopped. Yeah. And I would just hit it instead and wait for other people to do things. But uh, I think that happens a lot. It's still so important as a pack player, especially as we don't have possession so much, but we're still doing an enormous amount of work around the breakdown and around the ball, right? Making room for other people. Okay. So you just got to play a few different games. You got to play a few games before you broke your ankle. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into that, but basically those first few games before you were injured and before you came back, you still had no idea what was going on. Like, yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, I, I think it took 
years <laughs> for me to know what was yes. going on. Um, Same. So I think actually what helped was, um, so, so, you know, only being in a couple practices and then being thrown in my first game, I had no idea what was going on. And then every game I felt like something else would click and something else would click. But what really started helping was when we had the numbers where I could watch. Um, yeah. Cause I had never seen a game of rugby before I played. And so once sure. you can sit on the sidelines and watch, then you start to understand they should do this. They should do that. But when you're in the game, you don't see it as much. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, at least that for newer players, more experienced players would. So right. yeah, I think yeah. it took me a while to kind of figure it out. Do you remember we would have random little film nights every once in a while in the clubhouse? Yeah. Yeah, I think we did those with Lance a few times. Well, that was super rad. I just want to talk about the clubhouse real quick because, like, <laughs> UMBC players, they don't even know because the pipes burst in there and they don't even oh, have clubhouse anymore. Oh, it's condemned now. Yeah, yeah, it's condemned now. But it we was... were part of the whole, like, restoration of that club sports building to make it a rugby house, right? Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, basically, the the men and women's rugby team took over this house that was right off of our field. And when we would have games, um, we would do socials afterwards, and there'd be food and things like that. But also, we had couches in there and TV so that we could, you know, if it was a rainy day, we could do some indoor practice or game mm -hmm. watching. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. too bad that they don't have that house anymore. It would be, I felt like that was such a beneficial thing. Like all clubs would probably benefit from something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Just to have a space where you can be, cause we could use the, I don't even know if we ever did. I think sometimes you can use the building, the racks, the sports center. Um, but we never, we, I don't think we did maybe one or two times, but that club sports house was cool. And even the, the other teams that came through, and would come in there and social be like, wow, you guys have a house. And we'd be like, <laughs> hell yeah, we, we got a house. And the, I remember having little team building things where we painted the upstairs. There's a super oh, cute yeah. picture of all of us. We yeah. did, didn't we do like a lock-in, a sleep overnight or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we did. We all slept like sausages on the floor. So there were so <laughs> many of us in one room. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I think, though, that one of those first few times I ever watched – film like watched a rugby game was definitely in that house and it was also same like you said seeing a game you're like wow okay that's what I'm doing I'm a I'm a piece of this team that's accomplishing a big thing but it takes all these 15 players together to do their roles to get it done yeah absolutely yeah I think that's cool it also took me years I so get that tell me tell me about your ankle um so it happened in practice were you at that practice yeah girl I remember okay I remember the sound of it oh <laughs> don't remind me um that, yeah I, I don't need to do that <laughs> well I, I I um you know I played soccer for like 10 years as a kid and every season I would twist my ankle over and over and over and over um, and then in the rugby, same one, the same ankle, it was always my right ankle and it would always be twisted to the point where I would need like a week or two off, but never bad enough to stop me from playing. Um, mm -hmm. and so we were doing that, you know, we were playing on, um, the driving range, uh, practice location and the, pitch, yeah. it, it wasn't even like a pitch. It was just 
literally grass. It was just a field. Even yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were doing a tackling drill and I stepped in a hole and I got tackled. Um, and at the time I didn't know I broke my ankle. I thought I had just twisted it again. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember I, I must have been in shock because I was laughing and I asked Lance if he could pop it back in. <laughs> and then the ambulance yeah. got there. And when I got to the hospital, um, I was laughing so hard that they put me in the waiting room and wow yeah and Ashley had come with me and I just remember like being in the waiting room for hours and hours and hours and apparently while I was there a convict got loose and was like running loose through the hospital um yeah good old Baltimore um (laughs) (laughs) um so all I know is a nurse came around to take blood pressures and she took my blood pressure and she was like oh honey did you faint and I was like, no, I twisted my ankle. And she was like, oh, well, you're about to faint. Your blood pressure is 80 over 40. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they put an IV in my arm. And then I cried because I don't like needles. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you stopped laughing then? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. all the while, That's... Ashley is sitting there like, whoa, look at your ankle. And oh, man, I think you're something, something did this. And you know, how many years later, she's, yeah. <laughs> that's what she does today. So <laughs> yeah, meant to be a nurse, for sure. Yeah, meant to be a nurse. That I, That's insane that they left you in the waiting room for like hours. It was so long that they couldn't do surgery that night, because it had swollen too much. So yeah, I think it was wow. like, I think I was waiting for like five or six hours for anybody to see me. My God, that's a long time. Yeah, it was not wow. pleasant. <laughs> wow. And uh, broken ankles, you have two pins in it, correct? So oh, eventually they got you way back. Nine too. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I have nine screws and two plates or one plate. I have, I broke both bones. Wow. Mm hmm. I didn't know it was that much hardware in there. I mean, I felt it because that's one of your bar tricks but <laughs> yeah, <my ankle. laughs> yeah you're like yeah I have these you're it's one of your uh like I'm a cool rugby girl writes a passage look at my cool stuff uh it's just very cute but that's a that was a whole process it obviously took you like way too long to get back in the ER and then you were too swollen yeah so what'd they do so then they, they drained they it they made you wait a me. week um they put it in a splint and uh-huh. then I had to get surgery um, and then from uh-huh. surgery, they told me I was really lucky because I didn't break it on the ankle joint. I broke it right above it. Um, so I was only in a cast for six weeks, whereas I've had, you know, other friends who have had similar injuries who were in cast for six months. So I was wow. really lucky with that. And then I did PT um, for probably so this this had all happened in May. And then over the summer, mm-hmm. I did PT. And then when I came back to school, I was ready to go. I got cleared to play again. Cool. Mm -hmm. Did you feel good too? Like, did you feel like you could run, you can move around well again? So yeah, I felt like, um, so I really wanted to go back because I had met some really cool people. And I I was like, you know, if I don't go back, then I'm going to be afraid to do things for the rest of my life. And I'm not, I don't want to be like that. So I went back and the only problem that I had was that our coach was afraid. I don't know if you remember this, but Lance didn't play me for a really long time because he was afraid that my ankle wasn't healed. 
Um, and then I think like maybe halfway through the season, he finally put me in and then I fell and I was like freaking mm-hmm. out. I thought I rebroke it. Um, you fell like you were just running along and lost your footing. and fell. I don't know. I don't remember exactly how, but uh-huh. like, I just remember it wasn't like a tackle moment. It might've been, I just remember being on the ground, like screaming, like, Oh my God, I broke it again. Like I, I thought I broke it again and I was freaking out about uh-huh. it. Um, it took me a while to gain the confidence back. Like just, sure. you know, even, even to this yeah. day, I still lack a little bit of confidence with it. Um, but mm-hmm. not for like the same reason. I'm not afraid it's going to re-break, but more just yeah. that with the hardware in there, if somebody hits it the right way, it's, it's very painful. Um, I was actually mm-hmm. supposed to get the hardware removed, but I didn't want to go through surgery again. So. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. Well, the, I think I do remember that. And I think the really kind of screwy part, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> The screw the screwy part about it was like that whole semester you were practicing, you were doing full practices mm-hmm. with us. It's not like you you were doing tackling drills, you were being tackled. We were doing all. I mean, there's no rugby. There was no rugby con. There was no rugby practice in college that wasn't full of contact. Yeah. Well, and it started really messing with my confidence too because I was like, I guess I'm just not good enough to play. Like it's it's no oh, longer my ankle. He just doesn't want to play me. And yeah, and so it felt like really crappy and, and like, you know, I'm not like the best rugby player out there, but I'm not, I'm not horrible. Like, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It was college. We were playing in a social league and we had a rule of you practice, you play. (laughs) And we like, we sucked. (laughs) We were not, we were not great. We had a really good time, but we lost all the time, but we loved it. You know, it wasn't at that point, it wasn't about anything except being there with each other and like having a good time. Yeah, having a good time. That sounds that sounds really awful. So after so Lance, our coach then quit like that season or maybe the next one. And we went without a coach for another almost one whole. I think it was pretty much the whole season because that's when you and Savannah ran the team. Yeah, we were, I, you know, I failed a class. For that. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so worth it. And it was my choice. I wanted to, I wanted to be the captain of the rugby team more than I wanted to go to my conducting class. So it's, it's good. I just took my incomplete and retook it. So no worries. But uh, yeah, I think that process was actually kind of good for us as a team, though, because it definitely brought we, us together. It was, yeah, oh, it was nice to govern ourselves. Was, so you you broke your ankle. You kept coming back. You wanted to prove yourself. You didn't want to be afraid, yeah. and that's a really beautiful like thing. And what else? What else was it about? I'll just let's say, what did you find in the group of teammates that challenged what you'd been taught? And changed your worldview. Um, what else was it about the community that made you want to? Come I mean, back? I kept wanting to come back because of the people I met, and and it did change a lot of the things that I felt. I mean, I was born um, and raised. You know, I'm I'm a white female who was brought up Catholic, and so I was brought up with these like views instilled. And I just 
like going to college and playing a sport with these women from all different backgrounds, it was beautiful. And I just, I made friends with everybody and I was like, this is so silly. Why do I like the way that I, I don't believe these things that I was brought up with and like nothing against people who are religious. I don't mean that at all. I just mean like the way I specifically was brought up, like certain things that I was kind of taught to believe that I don't agree with anymore. Um, yeah. Like specifically that like there's something wrong with people who have different sexual orientations other than myself. Um, and, mm-hmm. and like I became really good friends with these people and I just I loved it. I kept wanting to come back just to like see everybody and, and hang out. <laughs> yeah. A lot of college rugby. Well, all of it. It was just hanging out. It's like having friends, like having people that you could get to know, people that would be down to get food people that were down to drink with and like just be yourself with wild and young yeah Yeah, and be yourself I think that's a super super meaningful part of it for me too is like that rugby space is non-judgmental it definitely it's like that's probably the my favorite part about it because I think I was this insecure young person trying to figure myself out and when I came into Mm -hmm. this group of women who maybe everybody was a little bit insecure, but everybody kind of pushes that aside to be themselves. And then not to mention that rugby is also awkward. You have to put your hand where (laughs) I have to touch what? (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) yeah, actually probably that first game you ate, man, you were, I was probably. (laughs) Yeah. And I was thinking about that. We weren't even friends back then, but you just like had your hands in between (laughs) my legs. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Around my hips. So yeah. And so I think like when you start, you know, when you're with these people and you have to be that close and comfortable with it, with you know, being that close to each Mm -hmm. other, you just start to trust each other and Mm -hmm. you build these relationships. And I think that that's that's really probably what just kept coming me coming back. I agree. And it was a safe space. It's like an accepting space and a safe Mm -hmm. space. Um, to be whoever you were and so much of my college experience but even afterwards on women's teams like my entire 20s the entire decade of my 20s has been getting closer to who I am like figuring out what's a nice way of saying it thank you yeah getting to know what's important to me and just being more centered and realizing the things that I don't have time for and the things that are always going to give back to me. And no doubt the rugby community has just always given back to me more than it's ever taken. Yeah, I agree 100%. Damn. Well, okay. So you and me also have this thing in common that um, we're both like, I think we're the same height. Are you? I am. (laughs) yeah we're like the same height and pretty pretty similar we, we short we like, like shape- for the uh the listeners we used to trade clothes in college so we're like we would wear each other's yeah. pants and shirts and stuff ah uh, we still do that <laughs> yeah except for you <laughs> across the country now but yeah <laughs> yeah that's okay but um, I think the the cool one of the immediately apparent things to me when I showed up on at rugby practice was also that there were just all different sizes and shapes of yeah. women there. That was definitely great to see, especially when you see you uh-huh. know like bigger people just working their butts off and, and working really hard and also just like being really strong 
it made me see my body in a different mm-hmm. way. Um, you know, cause mm-hmm. it, not that I was ever like, Oh, I want to be super, super skinny, but I think it, it definitely helped me realize that I can use my body in different ways and I can use my strength. And instead of feeling like I want to lose 10 pounds, it's more of, I want to be healthy. And, and I think yeah. it's great to also just see that there are also like girls bigger than me on the field and girls smaller than me on the field. And all of them are healthy and strong and just hard workers. And I really, really love that aspect. Mm-hmm. And like also just the fact that this sport, you need all the different body sizes. You can't have everybody with one, the same mm-hmm. body because it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And the different strengths, because even one, one person to the next with a certain body type can have, one can have more lower body strength and one can have better fine motor skills and one can have better passing skills and one can have a better uh, mental capacity yes. for the game and it, like every body is valuable yeah. on a women's rugby field you know yeah I definitely came packed with t- too much body shame from growing up and it, whatever reason it happened it happened but I remember this one time like Danielle my vet you know I love her I still love her. I haven't talked to her in years. I still love her. But she was, well, she would always do this really cute thing after games because I would be so exhausted (laughs) that I would just lay on my back in the grass and just like, ugh, I'm dead, (laughs) right? And she would, I would, I would hear her coming nuzzles and she would jump on top of me and, and put her face in my neck and just like rub her (laughs) nose on my neck. And it would just make me bust out laughing. And it was the cutest thing. And I I always had that supportive relationship with her and it was pretty early on, maybe my first couple seasons that I remember, don't remember the context, but she called me a big girl and it triggered me so hard. Like 18 years old, I was like ashamed to be a big girl. And she saw immediately that I was upset and she was like, no, uh, no, I don't mean it like in a derogatory way. Like, you you have a you it's your like you have a good size but you're so strong like you're you're a big girl it's not a bad thing and she was I think the first person in my life to ever like make you think of it trigger me in a way yeah trigger me in a way but then reframe it so that I could start thinking about in a better way in a different way yeah yeah I'm at just that thread I think the thing that throughout got me was that you know, off season, every, most people, I tend to get a little lazy. I tend to, you know, not work out as much, whatever. And then it's like, when you're starting to get back Mm -hmm. into shape, a lot of people will feel like they, they want to take off weight. But when I got put into a prop position, I never wanted to lose too much weight because weight is a benefit in being in the, in a prop position. I mean, it's, it's like, Mm -hmm it's hard to go up against somebody who has a ton of weight on you. So like that's my training regimen would be to put on muscle rather than take off pounds. Yeah. And so that changed my mindset a little bit just in terms of it's important to be strong and I would stop looking at the scale Mm -hmm. so much and just seeing how I felt. And, Mm -hmm. and I would like challenge myself into like, how much weight can I lift? How much can I do? Like (laughs) how well can I, how well can I move? How like, 
you know, sprints and things like that. And if you have some, like a, like a quote unquote sure. bigger girl sprinting down the field at you, that is scary. <laughs> like that is so yeah. scary. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to tackle. It's hard to tackle like a really strong girl at full pace running down the field. And at field, the same I mean, time, if you have like a, a smaller girl sprinting benefit. down the field, like, like she, she's able to yeah. weave in and out of people. Like it's, yeah. Uh-huh different skills but they can accomplish mm-hmm. the same thing. I love the sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. I think it's just the best. That's, well, that's why we're doing this, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so cool. So cool. I I that that season that you and I or maybe I think it was a whole year that you and I were front row was pretty pretty badass. I I was very I was yeah. very fit then. You were very, you were very fit then and we were We were rocking those scrum downs. What, that was a solid and, season. I remember that. But we were smaller than a lot yeah. of the props. Not small by any means, but like we were yeah. so strong. Yeah, we had a we had a solid was the pack. thing. And we had a really good pack then. It was it was glorious. <laughs> Our glory it days. Was so glorious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our glory days indeed. Well, I think that's it. Do you is there anything else you want to touch on in this? This section of like exploring strength, any little anecdotes. Did you did you move positions a lot, or you mostly stayed? Um, at eight, I was right? eight pretty much all through college, and then when I joined Severn River, I was prop pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, and we we prop yeah, in college and too. I, oh, that one season, that one. Yeah, I think that was like my yeah senior year senior year yeah Your senior year and right? then I continued yeah. on oh because that's right because I went to Severn and they were like what do you play and I was like anywhere in the pack and they're like we need a prop and then I propped yeah. and I got stuck there <laughs> um and then I played eight man again for that's Chesapeake. the way those are two yeah. spots I like that I think um when you when a team especially a, like a, a women's club team because just like we had the trouble in um, college with numbers. I think it's a thread that runs through most all women's club teams, especially D2. But I think, I think it runs through all the divisions as well. It's just when you find someone that can prop and that's good at it, it doesn't matter what else they can do. <laughs> They're like, Cause it's just like a lack of props. You're there. <laughs> yeah. There's I a think lack of, I think it's one of those things ability, too, that like whatever a lot confidence. of women, at least that I know that play, have played in multiple positions. Like, I don't know if the same goes for men, but I feel like because we're always lacking in numbers, it's like, who can play scrum half? Like, oh, I'll jump in at scrum half. Like, I've never done it mm-hmm. before, but I'll jump in. I think there's a lot more of that than, yeah, or at least I would, I would think that there's more of that on women's teams than on men's teams just because our lack of numbers. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely true. Um, do you have any glory moments? Actually, yeah. Um, hmm. So we, I was at Severn River and we were playing Uh in a regional game and Uh we were, we were losing and there was only a couple minutes to go and we had a penalty Uh within the, within probably 15 and it was supposed to go to mm-hmm. another girl, but I was pissed. <laughs> and I was like, I want the ball. Give me the <laughs> ball. And I just, mm-hmm. I just like, they uh-huh. tapped it and I grabbed it and I ran through and I had like four girls jump on me, but I managed to like weasel in and get the ball just over the try line. 
And that is the try that got us to ah. go basic to move on to the next. I, I don't know if we went to another regional game yeah. or if we went to nationals from there, but that was by far probably my proudest yeah. rugby moment. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I can, I can see it, you know, it was a good day. It was a, <laughs> it was a good day. Well, we finished with one glory moment and then I want you to tell a funny story. Oh gosh. There, there are so if you want. many stories. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I think the funniest one that I can think of um, is when I had first joined Chesapeake and I only knew the girls mm-hmm. nicknames at that point. I didn't know their real names. Um, and so we went to watch the all blacks game that was playing in Philly and we were all staying in a hotel room together. Well, I got separated from them and I got back to the hotel room and I couldn't remember her name to get into the room. So I just kept telling the, um, the person that her name was fist, please let me in the fist room. Please let me into fist room. (laughs) And they're like, we can't let you in. I'm like, but it's, but I, her name is Fest. <laughs> I later, I later <laughs> learned that her name is Caitlin. So Caitlin, if you're listening, you will always be Fist in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> this has been awesome. Thank you for being my first. <laughs> Thanks for my having first me. Guest. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super excited for this episode and this project yeah this is going to be a great project i'm just so excited that you thought of doing this thank you it's already bringing me tons of joy i'm like happier (laughs) just thinking about it i'm like at work doing my regular things and i'm like like extra so yeah thank you so much for being here it's been wonderful to talk with you and laugh with you thank you bye Click subscribe to get new episode notifications the day they drop and never miss a show. Email me if you want to share your stories at suz at withyoupodcasts.co. That's S-U-S at withyoupodcasts.co. My love to you all and thanks for stopping by.